the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Saints of God, God is opening doors of opportunity that no man can shut on us. Doors of opportunity for us to step into the awesome things that God has in store for me and you. Open doors of opportunity that will never benefit me and you unless we walk through. Because regardless to the reason, if we don't walk through the doors of opportunity God has opened for me and you, will never receive or achieve the things that God has for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God has opened for me and you, so that we can walk straight into all that God has prepared for me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, mercy comes from a word that means compassion. The word merciful comes from a word that means compassion. Therefore, mercy is an expression of compassion. Mercy is an expression of compassion. Compassion means love in action. So mercy is an expression of love. Now, anybody in here can agree with me that God is strong. Anybody can hear them in here that can agree with me that God is great. Greater than Tony Tiger. <laughs> greater than Frosted Flakes. And they are great. But God greater than that. In fact, he's the greatest of the great. Strongest of the strong ones. God is love. And love is what can be gracious and merciful. So therefore, I can deduce, surmise, conclude that mercy is a demonstration of strength. And brothers and sisters, if it's five cents on the head side, it's five cents on the tail side. Because a nickel is a nickel, whether it's heads or tails. Therefore, I can deduce, surmise, conclude that not being merciful is a demonstration of weakness. See, I was raised in a world where mercifulness is a demonstration of weakness. And that busting somebody up for what they did was a demonstration of strength. I'm telling you my world. I don't know nothing about your world. Let me tell you about my world. I was raised by this beautiful little woman, James Ella Pearson. Praise God. Wonderful woman of God. About that big, about five foot one if she wearing heels. Something like that. 
Beautiful little woman. Raised me up. That was my mother. She's walking on streets of gold right now. Praise God. But yeah, she didn't have a church like this that teach you right. They, you know, she went to a church that was a, a social club where you go do your religious duty and then go out and live like a booty. Are you listening to me? <laughs> she went to one of them contracts. It wasn't like the mighty word of faith. That's it. Amen. Praise God. It wasn't like that. So she taught me wrong. Bless her darling heart. Love her with everything I got. But she still taught me wrong. She taught me, don't you take nothing off nobody. She didn't say nothing. She said nothing. She would crack me for saying was because she was so proper. Because she said, excuse me, was? That's W-U-Z. It's W-A-S. It's was. Speak properly, son. I like, yeah, ma, yeah, ma. Yes, mother. You know, because <laughs> she believed in that too. Praise God. But she said, don't take nothing off nobody. Some of y'all can feel me because you might have been raised like that too. Don't take nothing off nobody. Do me wrong, you've made a big mistake. Payback is a, oh, I wasn't the only one raised like that, was I? <laughs> Do me wrong, you're going to pay. Do me wrong, you're going to pay in interest. Jack me, I'm jacking you. I'm jacking your family. I'm jacking your friends. I'm jacking some. I got to get something. She laughing. She was raised like that too. Praise God. <laughs> Don't do me the huh? You done grabbed the wrong one here. You should have went down the block to that little sissy down there. I'm about to hurt you. Because I'm strong. You don't play me like that. And then we carry that off into our relationships. We be counting. That's one. Because <laughs> we got a number in our head. After that, you dead. That's two. <laughs> I'm teaching real good right now. We got a number in our head. Oh, see, you done messed up. For many of us, it's one. You messed up that one. That's it. All I had to do is catch you once. So just one. If I ever catch you. If I ever find out. Just let me find out. I ain't worried. I ain't bothered. Just let me find out. You through. Got your will made? <laughs> that was our mentality. She taught me, don't you take nothing off nobody. You pay back everything that somebody do for you. But I found out mama wrong. Because I met this guy named Jesus. I met my father. And my father is merciful. And I found out what family I was born into. I was born into a merciful family. That that's just the way we do what we do. We don't turn the other cheek from weakness. We turn the other cheek from a demonstration of strength. Remember Jesus when he was on the cross? He said, forgive him. And then he gave explanation. If he had just said, forgive him, half of us would have been confused from that point forward. <laughs> We've been like, I don't know why he said, forgive him. I don't even know why. Jesus was in pain. He wasn't thinking straight. That's what we'd have, that's what we'd have figured. He needed a Tylenol. If it came back to his mind, he would have been like, no, kill him, every one of them. <laughs> Do me like that. I done healed folk all over the place. And you, one of the ones that slapped me, wasn't, wasn't you one of the ones I said, stretch out your hand that was with it? And you gonna spit in my face? Slap me? Oh, see. <laughs> Lighting them both from heaven. Are you listening to me? 
No. Jesus said, forgive them. Why? Because they know not what they did. If they knew that what they was doing, they'd have never done it. If they'd have known what they was doing, they'd have never said it. Some of y'all are like, they knew. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm in the spirit like a mother. See, when you plugged in, it's like you a radio transmitter. You just receive a receiver. You just receive stuff from all over the room. And if, I, and, and if you don't believe me, I'll start pointing in the places where it's coming from. I'm going to show you how annoying I am. <laughs> so just agree. Praise God. <laughs> and it won't get personal. <laughs> Jesus said he knew what they was thinking because he was anointed that all get out. I'm anointed that all get out. I can tell you. Amen. We move on. We good. Amen. So back to the message. He said, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. If they knew what they were doing, if they understood the full ramifications of their actions, they would have never done it. If they understood what was going to happen as a result of that, they was about to lose their house, lose their family, lose their children, lose you. Come on up in here. They was going to lose an employer like employer or an employee like you. If they'd have known that, they'd never did what they did. If they'd have known that they would have lost a valuable friend just like you, they would have never done it. Satan tricked them. He confused them. He caused them to make a bad move. Now, are you going to make a bad move because they made a bad move? Are you going to get stuck on stupid because they got stuck on stupid? Or are you going to be holy, separated and different, operating in a class that's higher than anything that goes on in the natural? Because many of us are limited by the natural. But God wants to expand your parameters and give you divine dimensions. Mercy is therefore a demonstration of grace, not a greatness, not weakness. See, the reason God can forgive is because of the greatness of him and the riches of his grace. The reason why God can forgive is because of the greatness that he is. See, God's so great that nothing can impact him to the point that he'll make a move contrary to what he would have made a move anyway. That's why he is great. I said nothing. There's nothing that can impact God to get him to change his mind. There's nothing that can impact God to get him to do something differently than the way he would have done it. God say, I'm God all by myself. I am self-sufficient and nothing else can motivate me and cause me to do anything different. But us who are created in the image and likeness of him, although we have capability, do we have actual demonstration of the fact that circumstances and Satan is putting all his money on the fact that you can't do it. Satan is he banking everything. It's like it's anted up. See, I got to go back a little ways and stuff like that because I, I know none of y'all ever did this, but you've seen it on TV and in movies and stuff like that. I used to be a gambler. And every once in a while, you got you a good hand. And when you had you a good hand and that person on the other side would start putting up chips, you, 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 you would uh, see him and you would raise. You'd up the ante. And see, anybody that upped the ante was demonstrating the fact that I got confidence that my hand's better than yours. I've got confidence that I'm going to come out on top of this thing. And that other person might play you hard and push everything over on the table. Now, you're going to respond because if you don't respond in kind, then that means then that all that money that you threw in ahead of time, all those chips you threw in ahead of time now becomes theirs because you got to fold. And there's Christians all over the place folding, falling apart. Was strong in the Lord and in the power of his might until that night. That you got that information. They were strong in the Lord and we walk in his way until that day. 
that you heard what you heard and learned what you learned. Satan pushed everything over on the table. Now you got to do the same. Push it over on the table. So I'm going to push my family, my relationship, my pride, my future, and everything else. I'm going to ante up. But the reason why I'm anteing up is because I believe the hand I got is bigger than the hand you got. You got hatred. I've got love. You've got, you've got foolishness. I've got faith. And the power that I have and the hand that I got is better than the hand you got. Amen. Because you've got unforgiveness, but I've got forgiveness. And I'm ready to ante up because I'm going to take you, Satan, for everything you got. Amen. You ain't going to have my loved one. You ain't going to have my family. You ain't going to have my friend. You ain't going to have my future. You ain't going to have my finances. You ain't going to have nothing. I'm going to strip you today. We might as well be playing strip poker because you about to lose it all. <laughs> But you got to know you got a good hand to be able to say something like that. But most folk see the hand in the light of the cards that Satan dealt you. This happened. They did this. They said that. They did. No, you're looking at the wrong hand. Look at the mighty hand of God and submit yourself to him and know that he is the source of your strength, that he's the strength of your life and that he's slow to anger, that he is gracious and merciful. And not only is he, but you are too. Ephesians chapter one, please. Let me show you another thing about him. Ephesians chapter one, so that you could also see yourself. Because remember, anytime you look at the, in the scriptures and you see God and his capabilities, you also get a chance to be able to see your capabilities. Ephesians chapter one. One of the reasons why God can forgive is because of the greatness that he is and the riches of his greatness. Start reading in verse one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints, which are at Ephesus and San Antonio and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you. See, God's always trying to extend grace. Anytime God uh, anoints a person to be able to speak on his behalf to you, they're going to try to extend grace unto you. And anytime God puts you in the midst of a situation, since you also are his representative, then it's to extend grace into the midst of the situation. Grace be to you and peace. That peace is causing all agitations to come to an end and causing peacefulness to be able to manifest again. Are you listening to me? It causes all agitations to come to an end and the peace to be able to return once again. It says grace be to you and peace from God, our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Verse four says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. God chose y'all. You didn't just bumble and stumble into this. God chose you before the foundation of the earth. He knew who you was going to be. And he already chose you before the foundation of the earth so that you could do something for him. So that you could receive something of him. So that you can be able to uh, achieve certain things through him. Let's see what some of them are. That we should be holy, separated and different, just like he is. And without blame, no fault found with us whatsoever. Before him in love. God wants you in love because in love, you're holy. Separated and different. Step out of love. You just like everybody else. You just like the rest of the world. In love, you're blameless. Step outside of love. The fault comes your way. So, so many brothers, so many brothers and sisters, sis, operate outside of love. 
when God invited them into love. Now they're acting like everybody else. The folk on okra. <laughs> that was wronged. We acting just like them. The folk that's on Jerry. Jerry, 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 you know, you remember the one I'm talking about now, right? Jerry, Jerry. They'd be like jumping up, hitting people with chairs and stuff like that and going crazy. Cussing folk out all on TV. They got uh, bleepers all on TV. Bleep, 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 bleep. You bleep, 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 bleep. But why? Because they hurt them in front of everybody. You brought me on TV to tell me this foolishness? You brought me on TV to show everybody in the world that you like elephant underwear? And you dancing your big fat butt around in front of everybody on television? Is you crazy? I'll beat you with a chair. You know how folk was doing, you do? But see, in love, you don't act like that. Amen. It's only when you step out of love, back into the flesh, where your feelings are, that the hurt occurs and causes you to now respond to that. Let's see what else he is. It gets good here. Lean over and say, mm-hmm. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. See, God adopted us. And he adopted us in accord with his good pleasure. See, when God adopts, he's different than everybody else. When everybody else adopts, they start getting into all this step and, 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 and all this other kind of you know, stuff with their kids. But see, when God adopts, God says, ain't no step. I took a step towards you. And from now, this point forward, you mind just like if I birthed you myself. Which means that if you was nasty before, I'll clean you up. If you didn't have before, now you have everything I have. Because I give you full access to everything I have so you can do everything that I do the same way I do what I do. So y'all been adopted. So God has given you full access through Jesus Christ, which is the word of God, made manifest so that you invisible so you can see him clearly to give you the opportunity to be able to uh, operate according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he have made us accepted in the beloved. Look at that. We accepted in the beloved. God has accepted you, although you did him wrong. God loves you, although you act like you, you know, previously how you hated him. God is still right there with us, although we turned our back on us and we accepted in him. Notice what he calls himself. I'm the beloved. I'm just being about love all the time. And God's beloved. And he's ex- and he has accepted us. But go up to the beginning of verse six. It gets good here. He shows you also the reasoning for why he does it to the praise of the glory of his grace, to the praise of the glory of his grace. That word praise right there means laudation. And in case I still left you and I didn't really give you a definition to help you at all. That word laudation means an amplified articulation or expression, an amplified articulation or expression. Like, for instance, right now, I'm speaking to you. Now, although I have a loud voice, don't say amen, although I have a loud voice and many people believe I don't need amplification, praise God. But at the same time, those awesome people back there in the back in the sound room have have hooked up a device that allows my voice to be amplified. 
throughout all this place to the point that the people in the back hear me just as clearly as the people in the front. That the people way over there understand me just like the people that are right here. And the people way over there understand me to the people that are right here. To the people way up in the balcony, I'm in faith right now, just stay with me. For the people way up in the balcony, they hear me just as clearly. For the people that are in the overflow rooms that are watching me right now on closed circuit TV, the ones that was late that's going to get here early next time, praise God, they hear me just the same as, the, as everybody else because of the amplification system allows the ability for my voice to be carried and heard clearly by everybody. Because y'all hear me clearly, don't you? That's why folk don't sleep up in here. Part of it is the anointing. The other part is the amplification system. Third part is the air conditioning. Praise God. Because if the first two don't get you, turn their own. Praise God. Let them freeze. Amen. That wake folk up. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. And so this laudation is an amplification. Well, what does God want to amplify? Let's look. God says he wants to amplify his glory. Actually, it's the glory of his grace. See, his grace is what he wants to amplify and the glory of it. When it says glory right there, it gets good. That word glory is the word doxa, D-O-X-A. And anybody that studies theology knows that that's talking about the express presence of God, the manifestation of the greatness of God, the awesomeness of God, and the splendor of God. But it also means something else. Another definition for the word doxa is dignity. The dignity of God. He wants to amplify his dignity, which means every time God extends grace into your life, every time God forgives you of what it is that you do, every time he causes mercy to manifest in your life, he amplifies his own dignity. Why is that? Because I'm too dignified to enter into your folly and begin to deal with you based upon your folly. The Bible says you never answer a fool in his folly because you become just as foolish. That's why you don't get into long, drawn out arguments, theological arguments with folk that don't even know the Bible in the first place. Well, it seems as though, well, say, show it to me in the Bible. And if they can't show it to you in the Bible, say, well, that ends that conversation because you don't know nothing about what you're talking about. <laughs> Praise God. I'm teaching you how to end these stupid conversations. Because if they don't know where the stuff is in the Bible, obviously, then they're not dealing with truth. They're dealing with a lie. So show it to me in the book because that's the only thing that's true. Everything else is irrelevant. That's your opinion. And they just like noses. I'll act right. We got company. They just like noses. Everybody got one. And they get dirty from time to time. So I guess you basically knew where I was going. Before my wife gave me a look. Praise God. <laughs> Blessed be his name. Everybody got one. <laughs> so, so praise God. Amen. I better go to the Bible. That'll help me get back on track. Time to get lost. Get in the Bible. So it says, to the praise of the glory of God, his dignity. It is, digni it is, it is a dignified act to forgive. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about the open doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope that you also learn the importance of those doors being walked through by us. I also hope that your faith is rising in the fact that God not only opens doors for me and you, but that he opens those doors so that he can bless and use me and you. So let's believe God's word is true and benefit from those things that our loving God does for me and you. So come on, saints, let's walk through every door that he's opened for me and you. 
and not miss out on a single thing that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to an exciting, spirit-filled evening event that's being held at Word of Faith SA just for you. We invite all of you to join us on Sunday evening for our Christmas musical at Word of Faith where we'll celebrate the birth of the Christ child in songs ministered by our anointed worship team. As Christmas approaches, it'll be good if we take our minds off the gifts that we need to buy and the ones we hope others will buy for us and put our minds on the gift that God has already given us. We invite all of you to come on through as we set our focus for this Christmas season on that wonderful day when Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was born. It starts at 6 p.m. sharp. It'll be followed by a wonderful reception in our fellowship hall. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Make a point to be there and join this wonderful celebration of the birth of our Savior. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. It'll be good to see you and your family there. I look forward to seeing all of you Sunday evening at the Christmas Cantata at Word of Faith SA. You'll be blessed when you do. Come on through. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 